Well, hello everybody and welcome to the Irish Boxing Forum. This is episode number eight. I'm Steve Wellings from IrishBoxingReview.com and I'm joined today by Johnny Stapleton, Derek McKenna and Niall Doran. Johnny, how are you? Not too bad. I just woke up after the Klitschko fight, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting a good 15 minutes on that fight, Johnny. Can you do that for me? Not a bother. <laughs> Derek, how are you? Oh, what, what, what can you offer? Uh, <laughs> not, not a lot more. <laughs> I think we were all bored into submission after that one, Steve. But, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, busy at the moment. Uh, we have a big week ahead, I suppose, so um, it's all busy on the site. I'll go. Definitely, definitely. Big week ahead as well with the old Mayweather Pacquiao. Niall, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit for that one on Saturday night. Yeah, I can't wait. I just can't believe it's here, though. Delighted it's here, and uh, hopefully it's a good fight and good night for the sport of boxing, Nick. Hopefully so, hopefully so. And so we mentioned the, the Klitschko, Vladimir Klitschko there, actually. That's where we're going to start off tonight. Vladimir Klitschko recorded an impress. Well, I mean, was it impressive? I don't know. I just, uh, <laughs> when, as soon as I said that, I'm thinking, well, it wasn't that impressive. But he got a 12-round decision victory over Bryant Jennings anyway. Jennings was a reasonable enough uh, challenger, Johnny, just very briefly on the main event. It wasn't too much to write home about. Vladimir pretty much did what he had to do, didn't he? Yeah, and and no, even joke. And I, I fell asleep watching it, and I had to watch it again the next day. But um, he he does what he has to do. I thought Jennings may may oppose more of a, a threat in terms of it w- would be busier and keep him working. But um, and he, when I'm watching Box Nation before it. They were saying like he is involved in exciting fights if people do put it on him. Um, but you know he does what he has to to do to win, and you know. If he's not under too much pressure, he just does the minimum to to take the rounds and win. And you kind of have to respect it in in one way, but you can't rejoice in it and and wax lyrical about it afterwards. And he probably gets a bit of a raw deal. But there's no one out there really challenging him or putting the pressure on him. Or you know, they all talk a good game, a la David Hay, and then hurt their little toe and so forth. So it is what it is. And you know, he probably will go down as a great just for his record, and he he did what he had to do. But you'd think the sooner he's out of there, and and you know, the better for boxing in general. Will Will he um Will he fight in America again? Because the last time he fought there was what five six years ago, or even longer, and he was booed out of the ring. And this time it was hardly the type of performance that they'd be rushing to get him back on uh, American TV or anything like that. So like, will he, is that why he's looking towards Fury now to get a fight over in Britain or? I think so. Uh, Niall, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. As far as I know, the last time he fought in America was against Sultan Ibragimov, and like Derek said, it was a completely terrible fight. But he has this three-fight deal with HBO, I believe, and this was the second of the three fights. Yeah. Presuming he's going to go on now to defend against Tyson Fury, which we're hoping for. He's talking about that fight maybe being in Germany or over in, in England or something like that. Yeah. Do you know any more about this situation, Niall? I don't... Um... There was, like last weekend, there was, was it not part of the extended Premier Boxing um, actual piece in America? Did I see one of their logos on that last weekend? I could be could be totally mistaken, oh, but I, th- I thought it was part of that. Could be wrong, though. Of the Klitschko-Jennings fight? Yeah, I, I thought I saw their logo somewhere last weekend. Probably... Uh, it might have been, was that on maybe on the Friday night? I know Spike TV card was carrying the PBC. I think the Klitschko was, was HBO. Yeah, yeah, uh, the political machinations sometimes get by me, though. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know anything more on it, to be honest, Steve. I, um, as you said, I, I do know it was five years ago since he was over there the last time, and you know, he's trying to play us out, and 
Yeah, yeah, you'd have to think that Tyson Fury as is mandatory now. There's really no way of him worming out of that. You, you would think, you think he has to either relinquish the belt or, or put it on the line at this stage. So, yeah, um, I, I just like to see someone young like Fury or even a Wilder get at him and kind of, you know, he hasn't really faced anyone who's of any challenge at all. Really, I, I guess in you know, nearly ten years. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that does get mandated and he does does have to face Fury and yeah you know Fury it'll be the same size as him he'll you know Fury's come on a lot with his boxing skills as well the last couple of years like I mean I think he'll, he'll ask some good questions of him whether or not Vlad's scared of him though I, I, I doubt he is um, he'd probably probably fancy the fight but I think Fury will give him probably his best test that he's had in a long long time mm-hmm Derek, um, we know that Vlad is the type of guy who honours his mandatories, so I'm assuming he will take the Fury fight. Fury has the size, which is something that a lot of Klitschko's recent opponents haven't had, and he will be able to pose problems in that regard, but he's not the biggest puncher in the world, and I think Klitschko tends to carry the smaller opponents, but he does come out a little bit more aggressively against the bigger guys, do you think that someone of Fury's size and magnitude would maybe bring a, a more ve- a, aggressive Vladimir out? Or how do you think he would he would tackle a guy who's as big, if not bigger, than him? I think it has the makings of an exciting fight, definitely. Um, more exciting than Anton that I've seen clips go in because he just bores me to tears every time I watch him. Um, I tried to stay up to watch it the other night and I, I caught a little bit of it, but like Johnny, it kind of put me, put me asleep. Um, I think Fury has enough to give him problems whether whether Fury can beat him as well because you know the decision could go to Klitschko if it's a tight fight because he's the champion and whatever so I think Fury really would need to be extra convincing about him I don't know whether Fury would have the power to knock him out um, and we all kind of know that Fury if he if he, can, if he gets caught right he, could, he can go down himself so um, it potentially could be a, a very exciting fight I'd love to see I'd love to see Fury spark him out I can't see that happening um, I think like he, he could probably do it on points if he was busy or throughout the fight or, or, or anything like that but um, I, I don't think Fury under Peter Fury will go out and, and be aggressive and you won't you won't see that wild side he'll have a Peter will have a game plan and, and Tyson seems to do what does what Peter says and sticks to it and I think that could be kind of a, another bar in this fight or you know more of a tactical fight and you might see uh, Fury. I don't think he'll jump him, or he'll, you know, he'll talk a good game, but I don't think he'll jump him and try and put pressure on him. Um, I think that you know, Peter seemed to respect Vladimir for for doing what he ca- has to do to win, and I think he'll try and instill all the same into into Tyson. Like he hasn't been the exciting fighter; he's been a lot more improved, but he hasn't been the same carried the same excitement levels since he's been working with Peter and he, his performances are probably better but probably a little less crowd friendly I don't know if you'd agree Steve yeah, I would agree I don't think Fury punches his weight even though he's a big guy I think he throws a lot of arm punches but I think his size could definitely give Vladimir trouble and Vladimir was, even though he started off okay over the weekend he started to tire a little bit I mean he is 39 now he's had nearly 70 odd fights so I mean he is starting to show a little bit of wear and tear but I, I believe we've actually got Ingram Jones on the line now. Ingram, are you there? Hi. How you doing? Good to have you on. Um, Ingram, are you uh, still based over in Dublin at the moment? I'm living in. I'm actually living in Ireland. I'm over in the west of Ireland, over uh, Sligo Way. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the, the, we're very familiar with those parts, aren't we, lads? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Ingram, we were just ch- uh, chatting there about the Klitschko fight on Saturday night excellent. and about uh, a possible uh, mandatory defence against Tyson Fury. I mean, how, how did you think Klitschko did? Now, to be fair, we had a conversation on Twitter beforehand yep. and I thought Bryant Jennings was going to get blasted out and you told, you assured me that Bryant was going to give a good account of himself, so I'll concede to you on that one. You got that right. <laughs> well, Bryant is actually, a, 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 I can't say, he's actually a friend or a friend of the family. So um, from that point, the thing's a friend. It was a brother. That was great. Um, the fight went according to I thought it would go. The only thing is I'd like to see him throw more headshots. But Vladimir Klitschko is an, an exceptional talent. I think the blame in that fight does not go to Vladimir so much, but the cornerman, which is Jonathan Banks. I believe if there was an experienced trainer in that corner, whether it be a James Ellie Bashir, a Freddie Roach, a, a trainer that could have seen Bryant's weaknesses more rather than trying to box to Bryant's strengths, I think we would have seen Bryant get knocked out in that fight had it been with a more experienced trainer. Because Banks was telling him to box, to box, to box. Someone like Bashir will say, you know what? Take the fight to this guy, knock this guy out. This guy can't hurt you. And somebody like Bashir would put it on. If, imagine if Emmanuel Stewart was still around, uh, bless his yeah. soul. If he was around today and he was with Vladimir in that corner, imagine the instructions Emmanuel Stewart would have given Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, and he would have been trained I, so differently as well. I don't, I don't, I'm not a believer in Jonathan Banks. I, I, I'm, I'm a believer that um, he's inherited um, a very good, well-oiled fighter, and Banks is just winding up the engine or winding up the battery and letting Vladimir go out and fight. Because what can Jonathan Banks teach Vladimir Klitschko as a fighter? He can't. You know, so I just see it as a situation as. Banks at the moment is in a good is in a good position. We are yet to see how he reacts if Klitschko ever gets himself in any sort of trouble. Now, someone like Tyson Fury, who's similar height or taller to, to Klitschko, now can hit Klitschko regularly. There then becomes a problem. What does Banks do then? Does Banks then tell him to go and box again or stay on the outside? What does he do then? We're going to find that out sooner or later. Mm-hmm. How does Klitschko approach a fight with the likes of Fury? Because he can't just do the old jab and grab, can he, against a guy that size? See, but you see, the thing is, again, I, I, again, I'm very close to, to, to Team Fury, very close. Um, but you have to be honest. The, my concern about this fight and with Vladimir Klitschko is Jennings had to take a punch. He had to take various punches. Vak had to take serious punches. Tony Thompson had to take serious punches there seems to be some sort of belief that Tyson Fury is going to walk out there and blast Klitschko out of there and my concern is if you're getting dropped by Steve Cunningham who's no more than a, a blown up cruiserweight and he's not known as a big, wasn't a big punch at cruiserweight what's going to happen should Vladimir land one of those right hands that is my concern and the right hand will reach Fury's chin because of course now you know you're talking about somebody who's closer and got more of a chance of hitting you on the chin than a Derek Chisora. That's my concern. Because Fury could be doing all that he's doing and then click, bang, one shot, and he could be on the canvas. And where, against Cunningham, he was able to get up, he might not rise against a Klitschko. That's my concern in the fight. Do you think he'll box accordingly then? Do you think they'll, they'll be a lot more cautious in their approach? Well, all right. Let me throw this up here. People said that Brian Jennings lacked experience. 
And I said, okay, well then, there's no... Well, who could Bright Jennings have fought to give him the experience to fight a Klitschko? And you look at the heavyweight division, there really isn't anybody that replicates a Klitschko or gives them close experience of Klitschko. So when you look at Tyson Fury, and people are going to say, well, okay, yeah, he's had X amount of fights. What fight can you point to to tell me and to tell the, the, the boxing public is the fight that's prepared him to fight uh, Klitschko? The only fight I think would have been perfect for Fury would have been a fight against David Price because you've got a fighter in David Price who can punch, who's tall and is vulnerable around the chin much like Klitschko had he taken that fight then we would have had a bit of bummer to say oh right, we saw he did against Pricey he stopped Pricey, Pricey was tall strong, uh, Olympic medalist, you know, we've got a gauge there, but Derek Chisora Christian Hammer and um, Steve Cunningham are not barometers or experience that we can say he can take forward. So he goes into a fight against Klitschko relatively inexperienced to fight a guy vastly um, adapt and skilled as Klitschko is. That's my concern. Have you prepared enough for this particular fight? If Klitschko was six foot two or six foot three, I'd say yeah, Fury's ready. But had he fought a vac? Had he fought or Ustinov uh, even, or he'd fought a a a of um, David Price, more David Price, I'd be more I'd be more concerned, I'd be more happy. I'm not because I'm not sure. And Peter now has got him boxing away, which is great. Has got him boxing more conservatively. Is that going to work against Klitschko, or are we going to see Fury go all guns blazing? Do you think he, is there any suggestion they deliberately avoided the tall the tall fighters to? to to protect him, or was it just it didn't fall into place? Nobody knows that, because somebody had a debate with me the other day and said to me, oh, um, what he's inspiring, Huey Fury. I said, well, Huey Fury's six foot six, uh, and at the moment hasn't shown he's got one-punch knockout power, and you can't compare Fury to kind of like, uh, um, you can't compare Huey Fury to Klitschko in any way, shape, or form. Did he avoid the David Price fight because he felt that David Price... Uh, was too much of a threat. Nobody knows that. I mean, in the interview I had with him, he felt that um, Price was uh, um, was wet, wet, weak mentally, and I believe he he is weak mentally. But you still got to get in there and fight him to expose that. And Tony mm-hmm. Thompson did that, so he didn't have to do that. I still would like to see even today Fury Price, because I still think that is not a foregone conclusion. Because Price has got that one punch knockout power, and I believe that. Uh, you know, you, you can say, oh, well, yeah, he'll go out and blow him out, but we need to see him do it. I mean, Christian Hammer, with all due respect, was blown away by uh, by Vac, and Fury had him retiring on a stool. I mean, mm. I, I'm, it's things like that that concern me. I'm thinking, well, okay, are they going to save Fury from landing real heavy punches until a Klitschko fight, which will which would make Klitschko think, ah, he's not a big puncher, I'll take the fight. And then Fury's going to start landing the big shots when he fights Klitschko. That's the only thing I think that maybe Fury, Peter's got him boxing to a game plan. Look, I don't want you landing too many big punches. And even when I saw him train up close for the Chisora fight, there were a lot of these pitter-patter punches, and we saw that in the fight. So he could be boxing to orders, or he could be a heavyweight that doesn't have the real knockout power that's needed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Niall, um, 
what do you think about the fight location-wise? I mean, obviously Mick Hennessy has sort of fallen off the radar a little bit over the last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was talking about putting uh, Tyson Fury in against Klitschko at Croke Park and everything, uh, you know, a few years ago. And he hasn't got the promotional clout at the moment. I know he's got Frank Warren behind him. Do you think between them they can pull Klitschko over to London or somewhere? Or is it, are they going to have to fight in Germany? I mean, what's your feeling on that, uh, Niall? Yeah, I'd say it'll probably just end up in Germany, to be honest. Like, I can't see Vlad, like, as the champion going over to the UK. Um, I don't see why he would, you know. He's a guy who's taken very little risks, really, in his career, and don't see it changing in the latter part of his career anytime soon. Um, I remember when he was due to fight David Hay, one, uh, on one of the occasions there was talks of Stamford Bridge as a potential venue, which, which would be cool, but you'd have to think, it would be. It would need to be in the summer, and I guess if if they were going to bring him to the UK, I guess the way I would set up would be it would be in the summer. So maybe maybe it's a potential possibility, but I just don't see him taking the risk. You know, I, I don't see why as the champion he'd um, he'd take that kind of risk. You know. Mhm. Derek, sorry, where do you think uh, Deontay Wilder fits into all this? Obviously, he's with Al Heyman, so there's uh, those whole kind of contractual issues to be sorted out. I mean, if Klitschko can get this third fight on HBO out the way, then there's and he does beat Fury. I mean, is Deontay Wilder going to be the next guy in line? Deontay has improved, hasn't he? He showed against Deverne that he can box a little bit more. Do you think he's he's not the one-dimensional guy we thought, and he could give Klitschko problems? Um, definitely, I'm a big fan of Wilder. Um, I would have. Johnny's laughing at me here. I don't know why. He knows um, Wilder and Joshua for so many. <laughs> 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 he buys the hype. I, I, I buy into the hype too easily. No, I am. I'm a big fan of Wilder. I, actually, I would have liked to have seen uh, the Fury Wilder fight more than uh, Fury Klitschko. Um, I'm not sure with the Klitschko fight if if he's contracted the HBO. If that even happens in Germany, is, is that going to happen on HBO or if it happens in England? Would it happen on HBO, or what way does that work, Steve? I, I, as far as I'm aware, Ingram, I don't know what you know about this, is it the HBO will broadcast wherever the next Klitschko yeah. fight oh, happens? Okay, yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll, record, they'll broadcast it, but to, to, while in the middle of this, guys, I, I personally feel that Fury Klitschko shouldn't happen at all. I think Klitschko should fight Wilder, and when Wilder and Klitschko fight, and whoever the winner of that is, the undisputed champion makes their first defence against Fury. I think that would have been the logical fight to... And for business, it makes more money as well. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Well, I think uh, Fury uh, Wilder is, would make massive money because it's the whole um, English American thing, and you can you can kind of hype that up. Um, and I think it's a more exciting fight. Um, I think Wilder would probably do Fury in my book. Um, but um, I, I'd agree that you know it would have made more probably financial sense for Klitschko to fight Wilder. It makes someone undisputed and then them to defend against Fury. I think that would definitely be um, a better route to take. But it looks like um, from from the from what you're hearing so far that yeah. the Klitschko Fury fight is going to happen. By the way, I was just going to stop you there, uh, Derek. Did you know that Sky Sports refused flat point blank that Fury <laughs> and Wilder would make money? Peter Fury <laughs> told me before, <laughs> before they made the switch from Sky to Box Nation, in his parting comments to Sky Sports, he said that Adam Smith's an idiot, and he basically said that Sky Sports said Wilder Fury doesn't bring in money. That was Sky Sports' Adam Smith. 
Yeah, that's that's well, that's crazy in my opinion. But of course it is. Uh, yeah, like to me, that's that's a massive fight, especially <clears throat> the way those two fight, fighters, uh, even like the trash talk that comes out of the two of them. You've seen it a little bit of it so far, and that alone would just hype it up. And you know, if Sky got behind that, you know the way Sky can hype up a fight. So, um, but it wouldn't take much hype, and I think the two fighters alone could do the hyping up of that fight. Um, it would be massive across on both sides of the Atlantic, I think. Well, I think it would be bigger yeah. than a Klitschko fight uh, with, if the yeah. hype was done right on both sides of the Atlantic. Yeah, definitely. Of course. Of course. But, uh, it would be the press conference would be, would be something to behold. Um, uh, Ingram... Fury, what are those... Uh, Raphael yeah. Wilder. <laughs> oh, they could have a sing-song together yeah. like when Kevin Johnson was over here. <laughs> <laughs> My word, yeah. Tyson doesn't need much coaxing, does he, to get the old microphone and blast out a tune? I, I, I actually want Tyson to turn around and look at look at Klitschko and say, "You, you're getting it." Oh, I do want to see him do that against somebody of top class. I want to see him do that against a Klitschko and see how Klitschko responds to all that. Fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly there's, would there's, be. The, there's the elephant in the room here, Steve. We're not even taking into account Shannon the Cannon Briggs. You know, <laughs> oh God, no, no, there's a reason no, why. No, no. What do you think, Ingram? Do you think Shannon the Cannon will get his shot? But I mean, you and me, champ. Unfortunately, let's go, champ. Again, uh, Shannon, I know fairly pretty good, and what he basically told me was that he has no promoter as such, so therefore he has to promote himself. Um, and so his whole mantra, let's go champ, is to get as much promotion as possible so that Klitschko can't go nowhere. And what basically he's doing is wherever Klitschko is, he's there. So people are talking about Briggs. For the good, the bad, the indifferent, they're talking about Briggs. So Briggs is basically talking himself up and then fighting club fighters. Um, because he knows himself that if he takes any serious fight, like a like a wild, he's going to get beat up bad. So exactly. and then he loses his payday exactly. Absolutely. So just you know, let's go, champ. Buy an app and uh, carry yeah. on making a fool of yourself. And the other suspicion is, and 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 and, and there's a lot of talk about it, but people don't want to admit it that maybe uh, Shannon is on um, some form of um, substance because his body looks extremely <laughs> good for that age. I mean, extremely good. And he seems slightly crazy. We're wondering if the the, the um, sub, whatever substance he's on is on overtime. So I don't know how many men turn up to press conferences with just their shirt off, going "Let's go, champ!" It's, it's a bit strange, you know. Yeah. Allegedly, but it's crazy to think that um, I remember Shannon Briggs flipping, getting knocked out in a great fight by Lennox Lewis back in the mid nineties. I mean, he's been around for ages. Yeah, that fight, that Shannon Briggs. I'd give a chance against Vladimir Klitschko. That, that, Shannon Briggs. Not this Shannon Briggs. No. Not, I, mean, I mean, people want to see the fight, but really and truly, if Vlad gets rid of him in two... I mean, can you actually see uh, uh, Briggs standing up to those big right hands that, that um, Jennings was taking? Can you actually see him no. stand up to that? And then if he gets knocked out in a couple of rounds, people are going to say, why was Briggs in the ring with, Chat- with uh, Vladimir in the first place? It's, it's not a good fight. I mean, it's exciting... Because Briggs is making it exciting, but realistically, I mean, you're looking to put somebody in hospital, hospital back again, you know? I just, I don't like, I, I like the hype, but I don't like the idea of extra fight. It's a mockery of the sport, and uh, it's not good. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I agree with you, Ingram. Ingram, um, b- before we let you go, and, and thanks for coming on, it's been, it's been brilliant to hear from you as always. Um, what's your views on this whole F- uh, Frampton Quig situation? We're going to move on to talk about it shortly. I mean, what, what do you think's going on? You've obviously tipped Frampton to be a big star for a few years, mm-hmm. like all of us. Uh, where, where do you stand on the whole thing, the offers, the counter-offers and all this? I, I say Kika, I say Kika Martinez. I say um, if uh, Kika Martinez lands on Mr. Quig's chin, he was dropped in his truck by uh, some guy in the domestic scene. And Kika Martinez punches very hard. And like old Joe Gallagher fighters, they don't move their head. So I, 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 let's see Quig get past Martinez first. Should he get past Martinez, that would be a very good result. Then it's the whole Eddie Hearn, Barry, Barry McGuigan thing. You know, Barry McGuigan wants you know, the lion's share, and to be honest, if you're really honest, Frampton has got the title that is most re- reputable, I mean, this paper title that, that Quigg has got, really and truly, I don't think does him any favours, I think he should forget about this WBA title, and because what, re- what really has he done with that title, apart from make some defences against people that we don't know and don't particularly care about, we like Quigg, just don't care about who he's fought. Now they're talking about him fighting Frampton. He's saying, well, I'm a champion. I'm a world champion. Drop the WBA and take the fight as a challenger to, to Frampton and make it, make it happen. That's what I say. Because Frampton has got an IB, a legit IBF title. So get the fight. If you want Frampton's arch, get the fight. Beat Frampton. You're not Frampton. You become a star. You know, some of the Irish people are not going like the, the, the to like that. But you'll become a champion. And then, you know, you, there's a rematch you can have against Frampton for even more money, if you believe you can really beat Frampton. But, I don't know, a lot of hot air coming out of Eddie Hearn, a lot of hot air. And, um, I, I don't know. I think Frampton beats Quigg, to be honest. And I and I, I want to see him get past Kiko Martinez. Mm-hmm. Johnny, Derek, I mean, uh, can you argue with any of that? Do you, do you, is that the way you guys see it? That Frampton beats Quigg? Yeah, just in general, what Ingram's saying, I mean, about all the roadblocks and that, I mean, do, who are, you, are you blaming anybody, Johnny? Have you got an axe to grind with Eddie? Or do you, <laughs> why, is, why, is this, why is this fight not happening? I, I think they said a couple of weeks ago, you, you know, with Eddie coming out with all of this, you just wanted to see the other side and, and Barry to hit back. And we will be biased towards Carl, obviously, and I, I think Carl goes through quick. But Barry's basically saying that he wants that Carl deserves 60% up front, and, which is true, he probably even deserves more. In my opinion, Quig's a bit of a hype job now. Seems like a nice bloke and all that. Yeah, but, Ka- but Carl does, uh, he does deserve more, and he does deserve the, the sixty even even more. He's got the the fan base, he's got the the the, the title. Mm-hmm. But as Eddie says, he's got the TV that can make the the money, you know, the pay per view money. So, you know, it's just a principle thing. It's just so frustrating that it is a principle thing. Whereas if you, you want to stand by your principles, you know, that's a good thing. And in principle, they want 60%. But Carl's going to beat him and going to get 60% anyway. So for, from a fan point of view, it's just that little bit frustrating to say, you know, take the 60-40 to the winner because you're going to get 60 anyway. So it just seems, there probably is a little more to it that we don't know, but it just seems strange um, that, you know, you're not taking it because you want 60%, but you're bearing something against the odds happening. You're guaranteed 60%. Um, I don't know whether if Carl is part of the promotional company of Cyclone, uh, this is just totally off the top of my head here now, whether they just don't want to give, you know, it, it's it's from a promoter, promoter's point of view, they don't want to give, you know, power and then extra revenue to kick on for another promoter, if that makes sense. Like if mm-hmm. it was Warren and, and Hearn trying to do a deal, neither neither one promotionally would want to give each other a, a financial boost. So... Uh, 
it does it, it it doesn't really make sense to me like in principle I understand Carl deserves sixty percent maybe even seventy percent is the better fighter is it probably is a special talent um and will go on and do great things so it's just disappointing from a fan point of view that I come down to something as you know we want sixty percent but yeah well we want it up front whereas you're probably going to get it anyway if I'm making any sense at all yeah. <laughs> I think yeah like um I was watching an interview with. Eddie uh, yesterday that he did with IFL and kind of the one thing that struck me out of the interview was where he said Carl better hope that Kiko Martinez doesn't beat Scott Quigg because if he does that fight's never going to happen and the, well even if it did the payday that they would have got if they had a fought this summer is never going to happen because it, it won't mm-hmm. have the same attraction to it and that's that to me that's what it comes down to like okay fair enough Carl deserves 60-40 but I think from from Carl's perspective, from his management's perspective, and from most people's perspective, we think Carl will be quick. So he's going to get a 60-40. Anyway, it's going to be a co-promotion. Um, you know, the fight can only really happen on Sky so to, to, to generate the money that it needs to generate. So I think they're kind of, you know, the, the reasons that it's not happening, maybe they just need to, to look at it again because they're never going to make that amount of money for a fight. Um, again, if if Quig uh, gets beaten by Kiko Martinez, Martinez, and there's a big chance of that happening. Um, Kiko is probably w- one of the toughest fighters that uh, that Scott Quig will, will have faced. So, you know, it's um, th- there's nothing set in stone there. It's a really difficult fight for Quig, and I just have a f- I'm really fearful now that the fight will never happen because if if Quig loses against Kiko, you know, w- what's the value in that fight anymore because Carl has beaten Kiko twice and then if if Quig loses against him, there's just no attraction there to the, you know, to how, how do you sell that fight then? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we've got Niall, Quig Martinez has obviously been announced now, so if, if Frampton and Quig's going to happen, it's going to be later on in the year. If, if you know, Quig and Martinez are fighting as they are, then Frampton's obviously going to have to find himself an opponent. Where do you see him moving next? There's been talk of a possible fight maybe in Ravenhill in June against, um, I think it was a Filipino, an undefeated Filipino guy, but apparently this Filipino guy has another fight lined up. So, I mean, where, which direction do you see Niall uh, Frampton moving in now? I mean, is it going to be another defence, like a voluntary or something? Yeah, yeah I'd say we're just going to see a, a disappointing voluntary defence against someone that's nowhere near on the level of, of Quig. Then again, though, was there... Ninito Denaro was, was thrown mm-hmm. in the hat briefly as well, wasn't he? That would be, that'd be an awesome fight. Like, I know Denaro's not what he was before Rigo beat him a couple of years ago, like, but um, he, he's had a couple of knockout victories in his last couple of fights. That would be brilliant if they could, if they could get Denaro. Um, so, for example, if it was Frampton, Denaro, and Quig, Kiko, and in, in theory, if Quig won and Frampton won, that would actually make the, the fight even bigger than what it was previously, which obviously that, that, that would be saying a lot, though the two guys would have to win their fights. But, yeah, um, I, I don't know. Is the, the near fight going to happen, though? It probably will be a voluntary, you know. Um, I know Santa Cruz is fighting in a disgraceful fight this weekend on the Mayweather, but he's, he's, uh, he's, I don't know how, how he gets away with getting paid that kind of money. Like, but, yeah, um. I know, it's just very disappointing. I, I'd say we'll have to wait probably till later in the year for for them to sit down again if, if they are even going to sit down after this. It, it seems to be quite a bitter kind of... not I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of it, like, but it seems that uh, it really brought down this team, so I'm kind of not too optimistic of them uh, getting mm. it on. Like, you know. what, what's your exactly. feels on it, Steve? 
Well, I mean, I would like to see Donair fight. It, would Donair come over? I mean, the money would have to be well, pretty he, big. He I know he's talking about fa- coming over for Quig. Yeah, he's a bit of a faded force, so perhaps he, he probably sees his own stock and, and decides that he would come over for a fight like that. Now he's at the sort of tail end of his career. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, and I would like to see a Donair come over. In reality, I'd say it might be someone plucked from the sort of top 15 in a voluntary defence. But didn't they, uh, At the last press conference after the last fight, Steve, I think we all got the impression from what Barry was saying and even what Carr was saying that that they were looking to kind of fight outside Belfast next time, whether it would be whether it would be England or whether it would be America. So is that still on the cards? That they got, you know that Belfast has been shelled for a little bit, and they're going to look for a big American fight now. Like I, I, I think I said a few weeks ago, I wouldn't be surprised to see Carl fighting on a on a PBC card um, in yeah. the near future against the Navnamares or someone someone like that. I don't know whether that will happen happen in the short term, but um, if they're looking to to get some sort of a decent purse now if they're losing out on the on the quig purse potentially uh, a pbc card is where he could pick up decent money for you know andy league got um a decent amount of money for defending well potentially defending his title he never did but um so maybe carl somewhere in the late summer could be on a pbc card and get a decent purse um against a decent opponent over there Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you should say that, Derek, because I was along of that thinking myself. They made it pretty clear that they fancied the a fight over in England or over in America, and it was only when these rumours sort of surfaced there recently about it being Belfast possibly out now in the summer that it sort of came back on my radar because I was of the same sort of thinking as you that they were going to maybe move him over to America or try and get a fight in England regardless of whether it was going to be Quig or not. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's probably still the plan. But um, we've obviously still got the the elephant in the room. I mean, Ingram, where do you stand on the, the likes of... We mentioned Don Air there, but we've got Leo Santa Cruz. I mean, he's we've poured enough scorn on him. He's become a parody of himself. I mean, you can't really throw him in as a serious competitor. I don't know what you think. And then you've got, like I said, the elephant in the room, Guillermo Rigondo. They're going to have to fight the number one in the division, aren't they, to prove themselves? And that's Rigondo. Let's be honest. Who wants to fight Rigondo? Let's be honest. Who really wants to fight Rigondo? It's... How much money do you get fighting Rigondeaux, first and foremost? And then secondly, if you lose against Rigondeaux, well then, you know, you're just where you are anyway. So... Fight him then? <laughs> well, yeah, but... Uh, uh, Carl Frampton himself is like, you know, I, I fight Rigondeaux, but, you know, he, he himself knows. Rigondeaux's the best... He's probably best from the pound-for-pound pound best fighters in the world, and he's just an awkward style. and He's like, you know, who needs him, club? I mean, who really needs Rigondeaux? I mean, you know... Uh, I would fight if I was going to cash someone out. I'd fight Rigondeaux, like Quig or Frampton. I cash him out and fight Rigondeaux. But if you you'd got someone like Frampton, I'd keep Rigondeaux the way until you had to absolutely fight Rigondeaux. I'd rather him go and fight Santa Cruz, fight Donaire, you know, take a chance with fight Walters. I mean, do that. But, but I don't know about that now. I don't think <laughs> I would fancy. I don't think I'd fancy that now. Yeah, but okay. What would you rather? Would you rather Walters or would you rather or, or Rigondeaux? I'm, I'm just coming from a, an old-fashioned, sentimental point of view, Ingram. You know, I just want to see them against the number one. And like you say, um, just just a credibility issue. I think everyone, if you're going to call yourself the number one, I'm not having to go at anybody yeah. here. You know, I'm talking about everybody below Rigondeau. If you're going to call yourself the number one in the division, you have to beat the recognised number one. I mean, are these guys losing, losing credibility with the public? How long can the argument, what does Rigondeau bring to the table? Well, nothing apart from the fact that he's the undisputed number one at the weight. I mean, is that not enough? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's enough, but it's... 
I mean, that, that's the end of your run, really, let's be honest. That's the end of your run. You, I think I'm sure Frampton and McGuigan are, look, he can make a lot of money here in Belfast with all these, these crowds. I mean, do we really want to send him over and fight Rigondale? Do we really want that now? Or do we need to get as much money as we can with Frampton and build him into a real superstar? Managerial-wise, great. We build him into a great superstar and make a massive super fight against Rigondale down the line. We, we do that. That's fine. But as for Hera now, no, 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 no. We, we don't want you. We don't want him. So he could be the un- he is the undisputed number one without a doubt. But you know, Frampton, I would say is there or thereabouts for number two. Let's see Frampton go fight Donair. That's a big fight. Let's see him beat up Donair. Mm-hmm. Now you are guys. I am sort of playing a bit of devil's advocate there, <laughs> uh, uh, as as you know. I mean, would would Donair be the one that you would want to see Absolutely. next? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and I and I would be very careful as when we say he's a faded force. I mean, Walters is very strong. I mean, he's awkward. He's very strong, very powerful man. And I knew that the Walters would knock Donair out. But um, I, I, I think that Donair would pose a few more problems because I think that, you know, I think he'd really fancy a ch- his chances against Frampton, to be honest. I really think he would. And after you fight Walters, I mean, you know, if you compare Walters to Frampton, if you look at it that way as a fighter, well, if I could take on Walters for some reason, maybe I could come down and try and take take on Frampton. I agree with you on the Walters point. If if Walters was a singular in uh, fight for uh, Donair, but I think his fade goes deeper than that. I don't think he was looking impressive against the South African Vetjeka before the cut happened, mm-hmm. and there was an element he maybe sort of thought, oh, I'll end my night early, you know, with the whole going to the scorecards business. Yeah. And against Vic Darchinian, you know, until he knocked out Darchinian, and this is a badly faded, very old Darchinian, he wasn't looking impressive in that fight either. But the question is, you've got to ask yourself, why? What what happened from the, from the Rigondeaux fight, where... He was like, yeah, he's, he's number one with Rickendale. Let's see who the number one is. From that point, after that, he's just badly faded. Now, could you imagine if it's the case of you get beat so bad that you lose so much confidence, you want to throw Frampton in with Rickendale. Imagine that happened to Frampton afterwards. Fair point. I think Rigondo took down air soul. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rigondo, he's kind of tied up at the minute though, isn't he, Steve? He's, he's definitely not an option for, for this summer. The promotional uh, or the managerial uh, row he's having with Gary Hyde at the moment. Yeah, what's happening there? Because he was supposed to be coming over to challenge Quig and Frampton and he decided he wasn't going to. He always seems to have about uh, a promotional wrangling. There's always about three or four different people trying to get a, a piece of him. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to see him sign with Al... I understand this sounds, sounds horrible, but I'd love to see him sign with Al Heyman. At least you know he's going to be in some fights. That's true. I mean, would the Santa Cruz fight happen then? I mean, I don't know. Santa Cruz had the chance of making the fight, didn't he? And then he left De La Hoya to, to sign with Heyman. So if they, if, 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 the thing is, if Al Heyman has both fighters, the fight will happen. Because Al Heyman don't care. They have the both fighters. And even if they lose, like you've got this situation with Garcia and Peterson, I mean, you know, that's just a round robin that happens there. You lose, don't worry, you fight somebody else instead. Because you're all part of the same stable. So, really, you lose, but you don't really lose. For, uh, uh, Al Heyman doesn't lose, he always wins, as long as he fights with his own team <laughs> fighters, so he, 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 he don't lose, and, and his fighters really kind of don't lose, because he, he can just monopolise, so, okay, well okay, you got beat by that guy, but he might beat this guy, you know, and, and he just keeps almost recycling fighters that way as well. So. Invent a weight class or something. We, or, or, well, the next thing I expect Heyman to do is to, to, is to invent his own uh, belt, yes, and his so own league, so <laughs> just wait for it, it's coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ingram, 
Finally, finally, can't let you go without giving us your prediction of the weekend. Mayweather, Pacquiao, who you got? Uh, Mayweather by knockout, I believe. Uh, those muscles Mayweather's got. Where's he got them from? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other question I want to ask is, um, oh, we've heard about Manny Pacquiao's drug tests. What's been going on with Mayweather? What's his drug testing? What's been happening with him? Just a question, because, you know, everyone's been putting on Manny. You know, what's Floyd's drug testing been like? He looks pretty big and I'm not suggesting one way or the other but it's just nice because if you're going to dig it up Pacquiao then have a look at Floyd I believe Mayweather's fought um, the, the bigger guys uh, i.e. Canelo Maidana and when those guys blow up they blow up to super middle like you know and yeah. I believe that Pacquiao doesn't blow up I believe he's smaller I believe I actually believe that Mayweather's going to try and force Manny to the back, on the back foot and take the fight to him Stay in the pocket and force Manny to go backwards and then stop Manny from coming forward at him. That's what I believe he'll try and do. Because he knows if he sits on those ropes and allows Manny to throw those punches, he's in trouble. So I think you're going to see Mayweather taking the fight to Manny, putting Manny's back against the ropes and Manny being the straight right hand being the issue there. I I don't think Manny Pacquiao has learned how to block a right hand yet. In four fights with one Manuel Marcos, he couldn't do it. And I don't believe he'll be able to do it against a guy who's got the best straight right hand and best counter puncher and defensive fighter in the business at the moment. Um, so Manny's going to try and bring the best out and come forward because Freddie Roach can only coach one way, which is come forward, never been able to teach anyone defense. And um, yeah, I think Manny's going to be trying hard in this fight and it's going to be really Manny. That it's, it's down to what Manny does in this fight, not what Floyd does. And... Um, he got knocked up by Marquez, and I don't care what anybody tells me. The way he got knocked up by Marquez, and you get knocked up like that. Um, I was talking to George Foreman third, and he said to me, it takes at least 10 fights before you actually shake that off. And um, he's going to get hit hard by Mayweather. And um, I just want to see whether Manny will be able to absorb that sort of punch and that sort of power. And I think Mayweather is a very underrated puncher. And... Um, those guys, a lot of these guys Mayweather has been hitting have been guys who have not been knocked out. This guy, Manny Pacquiao, has been knocked out, and I suspect he'll probably run into another right hand again. Mm-hmm. That's my question. Johnny, Johnny, Derek, we've discussed this one before, haven't we? Um, yeah. Are your minds wavering at all, or are you sticking to the... I think you're both Mayweather guys, aren't you, like me? I'm, I'm Mayweather points. What do you um, guys think? Well, again, that, like I keep on saying, the heart says Manny, but the, the, the head always kind of says Mayweather, because, you know, every time you think somebody's going to find that kind of, what was it they said before, the blueprint to beat, to beat him, and, you know, nobody's actually found it yet, you know, a lot of people have talked about this blueprint, but nobody's actually ever been able to come up with it, and as much as I think Pacquiao has the potential to cause him more problems than uh, than others with his speed, and um, particularly with the with the straight left as well. I, I, I'm trying to think who I heard saying before that. Um, I think it was one one of the one of the recent previews that Mayweather can't uh, block a jab, and you know potentially Pacquiao with his left could, could catch him. But um, again, on on the flip side of that, uh, Mayweather's right hand is, is straight right. You know, if if he does catch Pacquiao, you you would kind of fear that he, he could be knocked out. You know, and that's. That's the big fear. But if it goes to points and and Pacquiao is the busier all the way through the fight, I think that's that's is kind of his biggest hope of winning it. I'd love to see him spark him out uh, in the ninth round. I, I think I might put a little bet on that. But um, again, I think that's just the heart over the head saying that. Johnny, what do you, what do you see? Uh, it, it's the same sentiments. 
I definitely, I don't know if Mayweather's going to knock, knock Manny out. Just, uh, I don't know if it's just that magnitude of the fight and out the whole world is watching. I think you could hit someone with a sledgehammer and they're going to try and get up if if that makes sense. It gives you that little bit extra. But I think uh, Mayweather will definitely drop him with a counter right at some stage. Um, and um, The only way you can see Manny winning it is if he's in and out and if he's, if the judges are liking him, seeing him hitting arms and he's throwing trees, fours and, and fives and no matter where they land. But, but the only thing is, the judges mightn't give it that way because Mayweather's down as this great defensive fighter and, you know, even if you're catching him on the shoulder and he's if he's rolling and throwing the shapes, you know, it doesn't have the same effect as if, you know, someone has a high guard and you're catching him on the arms, you know, swaying the judges' mind. Mm-hmm. Niall, um, what what price the the draw the cynical draw the big rematch later on in the year? Come on, I think it's, you could uh, have them. twenty to one at the moment. Actually, <laughs> twenty to one for the draw. Yeah. You gonna be putting your money down on that or? No, no, I I, I was actually I had a look at it during the week. I mean, it's worth the five or either twenty to one. But no, I think yeah, uh, is pretty much. I mean, if you're comparing the the many left hands to the Mayweather straight right. I just see Mayweather getting there before Manny. He, he he's going to have a significant reach advantage, and I I think we might see the Mayweather jab come come into play a little bit more than we've done in the last few years. And I just like maybe the first few rounds Manny will you know fluster him, maybe hit him with some hard shots. But once Mayweather kind of figures him out, I I, I see him taking over. To be honest, like and uh, yeah, I don't know if he'll knock him out. I I don't think he's knocked anyone out for about six seven years. Like, so yeah, I. I Tend to go Mayweather on decision, but hopefully Manny can make it exciting and definitely give the fans value for money and hurt Mayweather early on and uh, be brilliant. Like I mean, the, the the kind of the underdog, um, kind of you know fan of me wants to see Pacquiao knock him out, but yeah, I don't don't see it happening realistically. Like, to be honest. No, I'm going to go for Mayweather on points. I think he he hasn't knocked anybody out, like you said, since Victor Ortiz. I don't see Manny dropping the hands and being quite as inviting as Ortiz was, so um, I think I'll go for Mayweather on points. Ingram, uh, absolute pleasure to have you on. I appreciate Thank you coming you. on. Where can, where can people find you online? Uh, at Bayloric uh, TV, and I've got the Bayloric TV boxing channel, and of course, on Twitter, this is Bayloric TV, Bayloric TV boxing. Excellent stuff. You you do a lot of work out in the Caribbean as well. Is it Grenada? Or? I was I was in the Grenada for a few years, but uh, now I'm here in Ireland and I'll be here for a few years now. So I want to get into doing a little bit of the boxing in terms of getting some interviews and stuff. So it'd be nice at some point if I can get some doors open. It'd be nice to do start doing some interviews here in Ireland. Excellent stuff. Now we hope to see you at one of the shows soon. Um, well, we hope we hope there are going to be shows soon for yeah. us, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks, thanks very much. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Cheers. See you later, Derek. Take care now. See you. Nice one, Steve. Cheers. Thank Bye. you. That was Ingram Jones, lads. Uh, Niall, Johnny, Derek, still with us? Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Well. Before we wrap up, lads, we've got about five minutes, so we'll go around the houses. Uh, Johnny reminded me before we came on air, Jason Quigley's fighting on Thursday. I always seem to forget about poor old Jason. What is that, Johnny? Well, I, don't, I don't know, Steve. Because he's stuck all the way over in America, maybe. I'd just, well, you you know, I'd like, like to see him come over and fight. Here, especially in Donegal, he's on radio, television, everything in Donegal. 
Right, it's my problem, not Jason's then, so... Um, <laughs> do we have any idea who he's fighting against, or what bill he's on, or...? Derek's going to get up here now. What, what night is it? Thursday? Thursday, yeah. I can't remember the opponents. Um, I think he's he could be co-feature or something, or it's definitely like one of them um, on Fox shows or whatever. Do you think he's far from titles? I mean, what sort of route are they going to push him down the sort of NABA or USBA route or something like that? Yeah, yeah but he's, he's he's impressed against everyone uh, he's been in against, but I presume they'll start to try and work him up the rounds. How many rounds is this fight? Um, uh, six rounder, yeah. This is a six rounder, so he, you know, he's still probably a year or so off even having a look at them, but he's, he's dealt with everyone impressively so far. Mm-hmm. Certainly has, certainly has. Um, we have a couple of shows as well coming up this weekend. On Friday night, we're in the Red Cow in Dublin. You boys are both going to be there, Johnny Derrick, aren't you? Yeah. Yes. Who are we looking forward to? Phil Sutcliffe's got a decent French opponent. Not the original opponent they were expecting, I think, but a replacement, but high, quite highly ranked in the European rankings. Yeah, they've been pushing for a big opponent for him. Um, and now for a fact that they offered to go on to a couple of TV shows in England as a last-minute replacement um, for on two recent shows, and he was rebuffed. Um, and then he was supposed to fight um, the first French lad, but he got a European title shot, so they drafted in another one. Um, and I know Pat McGee is eager to push him on. Um, and this is one that can get me in the European rankings. I think he mightn't have the same profile, maybe, as a Quigley or, or the like. Uh, you know, someone just starting out, but he certainly won to watch the way he, de- he dealt with Terry Needham was awesome. He, he was a seven and one fighter, supposed to bring him a couple of rounds, um, at the least. Um, and he had him gone one punch and he was all over the place, and then he finished him with a body shot. Um, and I think with that sort of explosive power, and I think is this a seven or is eight fight? It's his eighth fight. He's seven and oh, isn't and he, he's six he's looking for a European ranking on, on the back of it, um, and. You know, it's definitely not a small hall show fight, even though it is on a small hall. Like it's the standard of a stadium fight, a minimum. Um, and it's interesting to see him. Uh, you know, see how he does, and if he if he stops this fella early doors, good luck matchmaking him again. Yeah, I think like that's that's the kind of the difficulty now at the moment is nobody wants to fight him, and like Johnny was saying, that it's, it's difficult for Pat McGee to get him a fight. But hopefully, with this fight now. Um, he'd be into the European rankings, and you, you could you conceivably see him getting the European title shot very soon because everybody else is avoiding him as such. So he's he's gonna kind of he's gonna have to be moved up the rankings if if nobody will fight him, and um, he definitely has the potential to as long as he can look after the hand that keeps on getting injured. Um, as long as that he looks after that, potentially, you know, you could see him um swiftly moving up to European and uh, and even into the world rankings within within two years, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He probably needs a good promoter to sign him though or as well. Like like he probably needs T V basically and I said a good promoter because you can't get much better than Pat McGee for management anyway. Yeah. So he probably needs a good T V. Another interesting fight on that card is uh Noel Kennedy's fighting Moses Matubu making his debut. So now we've got three heavyweights in the mix. Um we went down to meet him and I watched him spar um, uh, and he was, you know, he, he, if anyone looks on the website, there's an interview with him there. That's a very interesting interview. He talked about the difference between pro um, and the amateur scene has probably accentuated at the heavyweights where you, you know, there's where you want to use your power, whereas in the amateurs, you're probably still boxing to win rounds and points. But as you go into the pro game, your power is more relevant. And he's, 
Yeah, uh, watch some spare Timsy. <laughs> Any spare with Timsy is great. Like, he, he, come on, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know, so so uh, it was, and it was a good spare. You know, now we've got big, sexy uh, Conchi and and him in the heavyweight division, and you know, if Gardner turned over as well, like from kind of I think the Fury Rogan fight was the first Irish fight title fight in twelve years to having three, possibly four, you know. Irish internationals or you know well-regarded amateur heavyweights is great for us at the minute. Yeah, we did have. I remember an Irish heavyweight fight actually in was it in the stadium? Uh, Colin Kenner against Coleman Barrett. Oh yeah. Back in two thousand and nine. Was, was was that for an Irish title or just the? I think so. Oh, yeah, I think I it was. It was, was a twelve-year wait. Um, no, well, yeah. Was, First one since Paul Douglas in. Uh, no, it wasn't Paul. Was it? No, it was Kevin McBride. Was yeah. it? Yeah. I'm starting to lose track now, Johnny. Oh, Kev, but, yeah, yeah, right, you're right. And your man that used the footballer, Jeff Kenner's brother, wasn't he, Colin? Yeah, that's right, Colin Kenner. Because he dropped Barrett very heavily, but Barrett came back to outbox him to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, and remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Colin Bar- or Coley Barrett doesn't do, still doesn't remember the knockdown. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's shaping up as a decent show. We've got Craig O'Brien on as well, Paul Quinn, who always uh, takes a good following with yeah. him. Jared Whitehouse, Steve Collins Jr. He's off off the bill, right? Alfredo Melli still on as far as I know. Kieran Bates, like the look of Kieran Bates now. Yeah, and 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 when I'm talking to him down in in the gym, there he's not like he not without not calling anyone out, but he doesn't seem to be here to wait around. Like he's, you know, he bigged up the Irish lightweight division and how much he'd want to win an Irish title and. You know that's what he's here for to, for bigger fights. Like he doesn't want to be hanging around with these guys too much, and probably one that's overlooked by some people. But he he's keen to point out he has a decent amateur background as well. Three fights, three knockouts. Yeah, it's all happening. It's all happening. Al- Niall, what do you make of Alfredo? Uh, You've seen him a few times, Steve. I, I, I quite like Alfredo actually. Yeah, he's a he's a good fighter. He's moving up to eight round class here. I'd like to see him. There was talk of him maybe. Well, I don't know whether it was me who was talking about him fighting <laughs> Luke Keeler, but somebody was anyway. Uh, you know, I thought that would have been a nice fight uh, for the Irish middleweight title or something, or maybe stick him in with Fitzy at a point. But I'd like to see uh, Alfredo step up. He's clearly got the tools, but he's been in with a lot of guys who sort of don't throw anything back, if you know what I mean. So it's hard to gauge, isn't it, whenever you're in that against that type of opposition. So this could be a good step up for him, and Alio's keeping keeping the guys busy as usual so fair play to, to Alan mm. and whoever else is, is involved uh, Niall I was going to ask you actually just briefly before we talk about Eamon O'Kane and finish off I mean have you seen much of Phil Sutcliffe he's he's 25 now he's Derek mentioned the, the bad hands which could be a problem but he seems to have everything else going for him if he can just keep active and if, if they can just find opponents who are willing to face him and can last a few rounds he, he needs rounds doesn't he to develop now yeah absolutely well, what I've seen of him really is has been on YouTube and highly impressive. He, he seems like he punches punches like a mule. Like and as the lads were saying, like I mean, if they can get him some good fights and keep keep getting him in the fights, that that'll be the key thing for him really. Um, like he seems like he inspires a lot of fear at the moment. Like with with the power he punches with, and yeah, I, I really hope he he can do it. He, he I don't know what the lads think or what you think yourself, Steve, but do you think he represents Ireland's kind of next? next big chance of having a star kind of come true or I think 
like the the guys have mentioned, I think there's a few uh, things we have to take into account. Whether it, they can get the promotional backing, obviously Pat's an excellent manager and he will move him into the the shots. But then you need it would have been nice if you had a sort of a match room coming over and they could have built him up on their cards. But, and and the other thing is as well the hands. If the hands can hold up, then I don't see any reason why he can't ascend to to a good level, definitely European title level and. Don't forget, I mean, we talk about world titles sometimes a little bit too frivolously. It's, <laughs> you know, I mean, European title levels, are, there's nothing to be ashamed of reaching European title level but not getting any further. I'm not saying Phil won't, mm. but if he was to win the European title, I mean, that's no small fry, is it? No, and just, I think he's got the hand-sorted um, operation-wise. Um, I, I just think the interesting thing is that he most likely wouldn't have been on this show unless he had an opponent um you know they're not putting him in with another journeyman so he can knock him out to, to to spark fear into more people. You know any fight he has now has to be to get him a ranking because now in a fight when I mentioned before he, a couple of fighters turned him down last minute um, for big enough shows we're probably not supposed to go into it but so like there is fear across the water there. Um, you know people are afraid of him and do know who he is so he's going to have to do it the hard way and get the rankings and. And you know he has. You're gonna have frustrating times ahead, possibly in that where getting fights is gonna is gonna be hard for him. But if he gets into mandatory mandatory positions for titles, wins titles, he's then he's kosher. But it, when people are wary of you, they obviously watching your amateur background or obviously have you know heard about sparring or so forth. So you know we think he's a is a great talent, but people are afraid of him out there. So people probably more in the know of of what happens behind the scenes know that he can punch and that he is a, he's one to be avoided so in that if you look at it that way well then he is he is obviously one to watch out for from our because he, he must have su- superior talent mm-hmm, definitely well lads we're just about to hit the hour mark so I think we'll wrap up there I mean we know Eamon O'Kane fights on Saturday night we have discussed that in previous pods he's in against Lewis Taylor I'm sure we're all expecting you know in a word Eamon to win aren't we everybody I mean shouldn't yeah. have too many problems yeah Definitely, and yeah. you know, possibly another one moving towards a world title shot. Um, and you know, Dennis Fryer is fighting again. We were impressed with him the last time out, and then um, <coughs> the, the the Luke Watkins is it? He's you know wants to fight for an Irish title. I think he offered a couple of people the Irish title fight in this one, so he's a nice addition to the cruiserweights for us as well. I want to watch out for it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the. The undercard will fill itself out and we'll, it'll be a good night in Derry. Hopefully we'll we'll hear all about it next week. Lads, um, I want to thank you again for jumping on. We've had a great hour of discussion and also thanks to Ingram as well who came on earlier. Uh, Niall, uh, where can everybody find you? Boxing News and Views? Yeah, it's BoxingNewsAndViews.com is the website and on Twitter it's at BoxingNav so that's Boxing N-A-V and yeah we're on Facebook as well just as Boxing News and Views excellent stuff we'll put that in the show notes as well Johnny um, at Johnny Hips on Twitter yeah. it's uh, the followers are starting to build up fast now. I haven't even checked it since <laughs> three or four weeks in uh, oh, I haven't a clue um, I must go on and see if I've gotten any abuse <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough Derek what's your Twitter and uh, tell us uh, very, very briefly about what's going on at the website um, you can get me on Twitter at, at Derek McKenna um, again stay just very busy this week because uh, obviously the big show uh, in Dublin and then there's, there's one in Derry as well and 
Um, there's lots going on, so we'll keep an eye out on the website this week. We'll have a lot of video interviews. And if anyone um, wants to do any video stuff for us down to get into contact. He's more than welcome to join in with us whenever he wants to chip in. Um, but yeah, we'll have a lot of content up this week um, at the weigh-in and uh, at the, on the fight night itself. We'll have interviews with all, all the fighters. And just we're going to drop a quick plug for uh, Fight Star, Fight Pro Ireland. Fight Star Pro Ireland do give us a few quid over and helped us out uh, this month and hopefully people check that out and you know they're putting back into us helps us put back into Irish boxing no problem Johnny that's grand we'll put them in the show notes as well if you want to send me <laughs> on the details <laughs> we'll, we'll give them a give them a shout out as well why Lovely, not thanks. that's great lads appreciate it thank you everyone for listening I've been Steve Wellings from irishboxingreview.com you can find me on twitter at irishboxreview and hopefully we'll speak to you again soon all the best <laughs>